Intentional living is the art of making our own choices before others' choices make us. Richie Norton. Bending, Not Breaking, Season 6, Episode 2, Rebirth. Again for another episode of Bending Not Breaking. I'm Sunshine Mayfield. And this has been Pruitt. And we are into episode two of season three. Dun dun of the dun. Legend of Korra, titled Rebirth. Rebirth. And we're talking about it today. We're super excited because it's fun. The airbenders are coming back. Yes, they are. Kind of. Just not in the way that we expected. Yeah. Maybe not in the way that Tenzin expected. Maybe. <laughs> There's some things that are happening. There, there are things. Yeah. How's life going for you? You know. Anything big in the world happening? Summer vacation? No. Kind, no. 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 Nothing. Not even kind of? No. Not really. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's a whole lot of just, you know. Continued to work. Yeah. Work. Got to get to the upper ring of Bossing Say. We're I'm, not at that episode I'm, yet. I'm doing my best <laughs> to get to that upper. I don't even need the upper ring. Let me get to the middle ring. Let me. <laughs> let me well, let's make the bottom ring better. Let's. Or that. Yeah, we're like, not there yet. That's, a, that's the next episode. Yeah, quit jumping ahead. Yeah, I'll stop it. Today, we are talking about the lens of intention. Intention. Talk to me about your quote. Not intention, but like intention. Not, not like tension as in like I have tension. As in I'm like inside of everything's the tight. realm of tension. No, not that. No. This intention is, this as is... in like a plan. Yeah. A thing of focus. Exactly. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Or the other uh, definition that I pulled from this, uh, the healing process of a wound is called the intention. I didn't know that. Yeah. I love that. When I think of intention, I think of begin with the end in mind. What's the end goal? What's the end goal? Because that will formulate and inform how we want to proceed to accomplish said thing. Right. Right? Sure. Yes, right? Like, it's tough to plan a trip if you don't know where you're going. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Right? (laughs) That doesn't mean that any means necessary to get to that end goal are necessarily the way to go. Also true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's exactly right, though. It's like, okay, let's, let's have a goal in mind. So that I can live into the things that need to get lived into in order to get there. That doesn't mean like now that I've set that goal, I have to achieve it at all costs. It just means that that's going to inform our decisions moving forward. Right. Right. And so I, I think what happens is this quote at the beginning, like if we aren't making choices with intention, with focus, with plan, with not reactionary choices, Right, we have to plan ahead instead of reacting to what's going on, and then like, oh no, there's a fire, and we have to put out fires the whole way. Mm-hmm. If you plan ahead and make intentional choices, you can avoid the fires in the first place, right? So that's kind of what that other thing is: is make sure you're putting intention into your choices, so that when other people come along, their choices don't dictate your life. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the that was my my thought process. Nice. What about you? And what's your thought process? That. Cool, cool, yeah, cool, cool. Good talk. Good talk. It's, 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 <laughs> I mean, hitting on the earlier points for me, it's always right. What are we thinking about? Why are we doing this? What is the why behind our actions? Um, and so if, if you don't know that, then what are we doing? And sometimes you don't have to be intentional about everything, right? But most times yeah that's simon sinek start with why is that right is that his book yeah um but yeah if if you start with your why and you can answer your why then following through and achieving those things is a lot easier right that's that's the same with anyone right if i'm trying to if i'm trying to get a team together for a goal the why behind that goal and having people bought into it is pretty important yeah for us to be successful in that yeah as opposed to me just being like, you're going to do this. Okay. Yeah, because I said so. Right. That's not <laughs> a good why. No. That's one not of my least why. favorite answers with kids. 
because I said so. Yeah. I hear you. Let's cultivate that curiosity. Why? It's a great question. Here's why. Yeah. Then there's just not enough time for that sometimes. That's true. <laughs> but once I've given you the why. Get out of like, the road. Now <laughs> <laughs> why? Now. <laughs> I will tell you laughter. Great. Well. We did it. All right. That's the episode. Rebirth. Oh, episode. I forgot. We have to talk about the episode. That's we right. We do. The healing process of a wound is something to think about. Yeah, rebirth. So there's probably some intention behind that name. What's yeah. the intention behind the name? They're rebirthing the Air Nation. Seems like they're already birthed. They've been birthed. Some have been birthed. <laughs> um, it's this rebuilding. This like, it is a new era. Yeah, for the, for the Air Nation. I think we talked about rebirth in Avatar season one of our podcast when with the western air temple maybe Maybe. Mm -hmm. where all the uh engineers and the flyers and uh are around and they're Mm -hmm. they're taking over and rebuilding the air temple and it's weird and wonky and not what ang wanted and i digress if you want to hear more about rebirth as a lens you can go back to that one that's a rough season to listen to like from an audio quality we've grown a lot We've gotten better. We've gotten better. We do what we can. Um, it's my turn because I'm I'm a responsible human. I love that you're responsible. I'm, it's my turn to do the recap. It is your turn. Notice how I never blame you. Take I don't note. think I blame you. Take note. Like I never try to push it off onto you. Like it's my turn. I'm I just want it. you to be intentional with your word choices. I am because you try it to you try to blow this off every single time. I don't know that I do. The most generous assumption I have of you is that you're lazy. That's not true. All right. You got 30 seconds on the clock. On your mark. Get set. Go. Cora and the crew set off to go find more airbenders, and Mako doesn't want to go, but Bolin convinces Mako to go, and he agrees. Zaheer helps Gazan escape. That's scary. Tenzin realizes that recruiting new airbenders may be harder than expected. Cora goes to recruit some, and it's also hard for her. The Red Lotus helps then Ming-Hua escape. Um... Team Avatar decides to put ten seconds on an Airbender show. They meet Kai. Uh, Kai's being chased by the cops, and then Zuko rides off to stop another prisoner breakout. Ding, boom. A cab. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, here we go. Lots to talk about in this episode. Where would you want to start first? Remember about intention. Remember. Can we talk about the intention behind the prisons? Yes. Right. Yes, we can. Very intentional with the way Very that Very intentionally built. built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which one do you want to talk about first? Mm, Probably. I mean, so there's... Uh, we have Gazan escapes. Yep. Seems to be on a wooden ship. Lava bender, right? Yep. And so lava is a version of earth. Well, That's a version of earth bending, earth right? Earth bender and sub bending is lava. Lava. Yeah. Which is strange. You think it might be fire. It's not. It's earth. Yeah. But it is, I guess, heating up the earth. Exactly. Um, so they put him in a, on a wooden ship, on a wooden, out in the middle of the ocean, or like a wooden platform out in the middle of the ocean in a wooden cage. Yep. Um, very thick. Very thick cage. wood. Yeah. That it would hurt to get hit by. Yeah. Um, And so he can't bend out of it. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very intentional. You know, this actually reminds me of uh, spoiler alert for the Kiyoshi novels. Um, this is book one, um, but there's a moment where they realize how strong Kiyoshi is as a bender when Kiyoshi bends Earth through the like she's out in the middle of the ocean on this ice um, platform mm-hmm. and brings big things of earth from the ocean floor right and so that's a like monumental task that Mm -hmm. we see how big of a bender how like powerful of a bender she is Mm -hmm. when she does that which like that puts put gazan in that spot and he can't do it so it's just an interesting um thing to consider and put Mm -hmm. in next to each other and it reminded me of that yeah i wonder how deep the ocean floor is like the difference and they might have chosen a deeper place for gazan just because they know that they can't risk it. Yeah, how do you secure a platform like that out in the middle of the ocean? 
I don't know if it's secured. It might just be floating. About, you just yeah. got to find it every time they got to change. I'm sure they, they're going in a, a circle that like this is where they live. This is their circle. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's very intentional with that. No water uh, for Mingwa. Um, as yeah. you can tell, which uh, you again, you know, you would think bloodbending, right? We know that that's a thing. So apparently, she can't do that. Is an assumption that maybe we can make, knowing that they've got guards around, or maybe only or they're very moon, intentional around full moon, staying right? dehydrated, yeah. no water consumption for mm-hmm. the week. Uh, there's no way that's possible. Well, and that's part of the part of the thing that I'm really confused about is like, how do they make sure that she's hydrated? Right? Is it that, like, they're only giving her such small amounts that, so sparingly, that that's the only option she has is to drink it? Or, like, I'm I'm really curious about how they... Yeah, that's that's a that's a new thing. How do you keep her alive? Yeah. And, like, frankly, I have this question for, like, Zaheer and Gazan have it easy. You think they have dehumidifiers, like, surrounding the... Like, I mean, that's the purpose of being in that in such hot air is that there's no, it's all dry air. Yep. Right. And so there's and so being in that environment for 13 years on the vert, like not getting water regularly, not getting water regularly, assuming and thinking about, I mean, Mingwa and Plea have it the worst because Plea is next episode, but like constantly so cold that like, that's, it's a, that's a form of torture. Like, it's pretty bad. So I'm really curious about just the ethics of these prisons and the ethics of how they work and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's what I've been thinking about. But you're right. They were very intentional. With the building of them. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, people died. I'm only assuming. You get hit with a lava, uh, like, ninja star. Gazan hit two people in the face with that. Not only getting hit, smacked with the side of a wooden t- like timber cage. Yeah. Well, that guy I think survived. I think the one that took the brunt of that probably survived. But the 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 two that got lava like, lava, lava smacked. smacked. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I don't think you can. I don't think that's no. Unless Gazan was skilled enough to be like, I'm gonna, you know cool off the edge just so it hits you in the face with a flying rock even then it's still pretty intense yeah that's a lot um, it's a lot to go off of especially the one that went overboard after being hit in the face with a flying lava star like it was i think they died potentially kazan being intentional about that or not being intentional about that i think he intentionally meant to cause harm I think he intentionally meant to cause harm. Did he intend to kill them? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Same thing with Ming Wah. We'll, we'll learn later on that they don't. That's not really something they have issue with. Yeah, I mean, especially because Ming Wah, we see her form a scythe with her ice arms. Uh, so we know that it, these are. These are very scary people. Talented vendors. <laughs> very talented. And Zuko confirms that, right? Is that next episode? I think uh, that's the next episode. Never mind then. Zuko says nothing. You know, it's at the, that's end, at the end of this one. Anyway. Yeah. I digress. They're strong. They're very strong. Yeah. Um, lack of intention. Maybe the way that Tenzin speaks to people about trying to recruit them to firebending. What do you mean? So I think the intent's there. I want them to be firebenders, but are not firebenders, airbenders. I was thank waiting you. Waiting for it. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I was gonna milk it for a while. Yeah, and it tends to want them to be airbenders. And it seems like with each place he goes to, he uses the exact opposite thing. You should probably tell someone to recruit them to be there. <laughs> so clearly, this fashionable woman. You get to wear these robes, or. They're very breathable. They're very breathable. Um, you know what's the Good sense? This guy's that eating you're, meat. You yeah, you can't eat. Oh, yeah, yeah, vegetarian, you get to be vegetarian right? But also, yeah, that's. I don't blame the person with a family at all to sit there and have absolutely told, like, you have not. to leave your family. You have a responsibility to the Air Nation. No, I've got a responsibility to this family. Yeah, and so well, I think one of them makes a really good point and says, "I I didn't ask for this." This is not my responsibility. 
this is something that I've been given, sure, but like I don't have any responsibility. And that's Ryu, right? As yeah. he's talking to Korra, which I thought was like it's, a really it's, cool it's conversation. Humorous, but he, you know, he's. It does beg the question: What would what, what the sense of duty? I'm the right? Avatar, and I had to save the world. No, no you, you didn't. didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> like you didn't. Like you, you chose to. Yeah, you didn't have to. And so it is. Where does the sense of duty come from? What does that mean? And I'm sure at the Avatar, when you're getting poured into by the age of four or five, when most people don't know until they're six, culturally indoctrinated. Yeah, like this is your responsibility. You have to do this. This is the move over and over again for your yep. entire life. Like that's gonna sway your thoughts on duty. It is, and it's also gonna make it so that you're pretty resentful of Ryu. When he says things like this, right? It makes it so that, well, I had to do it. I have made this choice. And it gives you this kind of self-righteous anger that puts you in a position to, to judge people who don't choose to lay down their lives for the, the quote, greater good, right? Right. And I don't blame any of them for saying no. Not at all. They right? Have, they have lives. This right? isn't something they grew up with. This isn't something that... It was something that was thrust upon them. And so, yeah, how do you fault someone for saying, I, you got to upend your life and join us? Yeah. I also really want to be careful because I, I, it wasn't until I, this rewatch that I was really thinking about this, but wanting to rebuild the Air Nation as it was seems like the wrong move. Yeah. I, it, I, the Air, like, I get wanting to like teach cultural things, save what you had mm -hmm. and make sure that like some preserve things live traditions. on and preserve some tradition. Right. But at the same time, this is a really an opportunity to begin with the end in mind potentially and say, what do we really want, want from this? From this yeah. Right. And if the answer is to have what used to be, I think there's a missed opportunity of, well, what could we become? What could this be? What is the, the best possible future for this? And if you're only stuck in this concept of what was, you're missing what could be. And I, and I, I just, I wish there was a little bit more intentionality around how to go about this, right? Let's be intentional about how we go about this because, and let's be intentional about what we want from this rather than being under the assumption that the way that once was is the best and only option, right? Yeah. I mean, we see people try to be convinced that they have to join, right? That they're going to be there. And Sonatel Bolin says, let's show them what it can be. And, yeah. And, and try to play to what they might love about this. Yep. Um, that we see some action happen, that we see it kind of work, and we see people ooh and ah and... Um, it's a really cool moment. And even then, it doesn't really work, to be fair. No, the only reason Kai joins is out of personal necessity, is my assumption, right? The, I mean, oh, I yeah, think... I'm an airbender. I would love to go now, please. Yeah, right now. now. That would yeah. be, be awesome. Uh, and, and we see that he didn't really want to go as soon as the police show up. He's like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move out, and this is distraction, and take advantage, and, mm -hmm. and peace out. Um. So, yeah, I, I think that it's interesting, though, because assuming that people are going to want to uproot their lives and leave what they're doing to do something that is that's not very close to them and they're not super attached to is a, <laughs> a pretty interesting concept, especially when you trade that for something else. So let's not let's say it's not airbending. Let's say it's. Uh, standing up for civil rights let's say yeah. it's it's like hey you should do this because the whole world hinges on this and the future of this this population uh is you know reliant on you and be like no oh that means i'm gonna have to give up something that means i'm gonna have to give up something no yeah so i get it like it sucks but i get it and i don't want to equate that because it's not necessarily the same thing but there there are similarities True. right but yeah, I just I really struggle there. There's a lot of there's a lot of lack of intention in this, but there's also there are also lots of moments of intention in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like what? 
I'm curious about Zaheer's choices in the order with which he broke out people. And it might be as simple as, this is, this is the closest one to me. Could be. <laughs> right? But even then, it's that's intentional, right? I'm not going to go to the farthest one first and then then go all the way back and then so i think there's intention regardless it's probably the hardest to break out so he needs the other two yeah it, right? right it does he exactly so what does he know about how the other people i mean he clearly knows where and how right i'm sure he's overheard over 13 years probably overheard some of the white lotus oh yeah up in the north wind blah blah blah, blah. And like right you know, they, i'm sure over 13 years he's heard where they are but the precision with which he goes about breaking them out seems very intentional so I'm just curious about that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting you bring up the White Lotus in that because I think they highlight what happens when you lose intention over time. Interesting. Tell me more. Right. So they probably started very intentionally with the way that they navigated this, right? This thing 13 years ago of having these four prisoners, separate parts of the world, very intentional prisons. As you bring in new people, if that intention or that why behind it is not continuously reiterated yeah. or in the forefront of the decisions that you're making... You start to get a little bit loose. You start to let things slip that you probably wouldn't have slipped at the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, we see this in our we see this in our work environments. Probably uh, summer camps are a great example for this because week one everyone's on and um and is paying attention. Fresh. All the safety things are there. Week nine is when majority of like injuries and things take place at summer camp or risk things take place at summer camp because. We're about to leave. Summer's about to be over. It's the last week of camp. And so they start to lose the intention of what's happening. And so I wonder if that's a similar thing. Over time, we see the White Lotus maybe slip up, maybe mention, oh, yeah, I was up in the north guarding, you know, Pylee a month ago, whatever it might be, right? So plea, plea, sorry. <laughs> um, that reminded me of Tylee. And I was like, ah. That's not the same. That's, wait a second. I have to think about that. Um, but yeah, I I think that that's a really good point. I think that the intentionality I've always just there, pronounced it Pile based off the way it was spelled. Yeah, it's just plea. P um, apostrophe L-I. Yeah. Plea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that that's it's a good uh, reminder to think about the thing what like it just charges me to think about what are the things i've been doing for a long time that i'm that started with a purpose that started clearly with a purpose and with intention that have maybe dropped off a little bit or changed or and change is fine but like are there things in my life that i want to revisit to uh rebuff my intention yeah right like the traditions right we've had that conversation before yeah you start a tradition with a very intense purpose. I'm doing this because I want our family to spend time together and have time away from, you know, technology and get to spend one-on-one -on -one time together. So we do this RV trip. Well, 15 years down the line, does that RV trip serve the same purpose? Yeah. Or, or is there a better way to obtain that goal and change it up, right? Yeah. So, which goes back to the air, you know, the air nomads. 200 years have passed. Are there some traditions we keep and are there some things we change because the goals of 200 yeah. years down the line are different than what they were 200 years ago? Yeah, I'm excited to watch this uh, dawn on Tenzin over the, <laughs> over the rest of this season. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, okay. So another one that I thought was really interesting uh, is Mako at the very beginning of the episode, very intentionally putting distance between himself and Korra with respect as the barrier mm -hmm. with respect as the the buffer between them and it's i find it really interesting because mako was was dating cora mm -hmm. right which is a very uh there's a lot of intimacy when you're dating ideally i guess um but then it's this intentional space that i'm putting between us so that we can continue to be in relationship that's what Mako feels he needs to do. And then Cora <laughs> kind of being like, I don't know how we're going to get back to this relationship, like get back to this respect buffer when we've had this intimacy before. And I can definitely think of times when people have been respectful in public or in like 
in front of other people when it's like uh, we're, we're you're gonna do this right now we're like i thought we were past this mm-hmm. um and i like in a way part of me was like i get it mako like that's a, a healthy way to try and put some distance between you that seems like it's it's not disrespectful it's no nope. kind in a way i think there's a little bit there's a there's more of a chance for clarity probably of saying, Hey, I think that I'm going to start doing this intentionally and let you know that so that we can have some distance. But I don't know for, for being however old he is. And I I don't, I don't mind this. What are your thoughts on this moment? No, I think, you know, clear is kind and we want to make sure that we're setting boundaries and sometimes we need space and sometimes it's okay to say, I'm doing this for distance because this is still a little raw for me whether it's because he feels like he messed up or whether he feels like he's just needs to get over her or whatever it might be. Yeah. I think if the intention for us is to avoid the awkwardness, then we need to be explicit about why we're doing it. Right. But I think the, the act of returning to respect as a barrier, as a buffer is, Probably, if you're gonna go one way, that's, that's probably the a way good to way go. to go. That's the better <laughs> way out of the two directions, right? Yeah, assuming that there's only two, right? But yes, um, yeah. I just I, that was a moment that I thought of. What about you? Is there another moment for you that you want to chit chat about? I have several, but several. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um. I like that Bolin is really trying to be intentional with Kai of creating a welcoming space and a space where Kai can thrive. And Calling Kai's not Kai feel- little brother. And he's not feeling it like right now, or he maybe he is. And I think that's just, it's a really nice moment. I appreciate the the generous assumption that Bolin's giving Kai. Um, and yes, maybe too much, right? We still need to set boundaries and potentially have consequences. And but I appreciate that this is that he's continuing to give the most generous assumption. And trying to create a space where Kai can learn and grow and be better. Yeah, I I think that's exactly what Kai needs. I don't think Kai sees that yet. Correct. And I, I definitely don't think Kai believes it yet at all. No. I think Kai is like, oh, okay, another guy to pull one over on. Right. Um, but I think that continuing to treat him that way. Eventually Continuing right. to call him little brother Kai will see that, oh, even when I make mistakes, Bolin, Bolin still, still cares still about this. me and right. is still calling me this and still sees me as this. Right. And then once he is forgiven, after he gets past that, I think that's what keeps Kai around mm-hmm. is, is this. And I think that that's what's so hard is, of course, Kai doesn't believe it, right? Like, he probably has had experience after experience where people said oh we love you we care about you and then bye. The, the moment he messes up right yeah um and so i i just i really admire this as well i think it's a really beautiful thing that we're going to be able to track over the course of the season yeah, yeah. what about you what else there are two moments for me that kind of give me pause one is with Zaheer, and the other is with Kai. And they say very similar things. Mm -hmm. They say something along the lines of, airbending has chosen me, or uh, it is divine intervention that I have received airbending, and it is gonna, it affirms the fact that we are doing on the right path. path." And that gives me, that makes me nervous. There's a there's a there's a big old bag of confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, and I I think Zahir truly believes it. I think Kai was probably saying it to convince everyone else that he was uh, wants to do this. Wants wanted to be. And, I'm and changing my life. Use, the moment I got airbending, either I'm, use of it mm-hmm. is problematic. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it, it's so, one of those things that's so interesting to me, and I, you know, growing up in in the South and in in church re- relatively um, for a long time, very common for people to say, "Oh, this thing proves the existence or my beliefs. This thing happened, and so it proves my beliefs." Yeah. And then the exact opposite thing could happen. This thing proves my belief. Yep. And you're like, I. 
glad you, like I'm glad <laughs> you have beliefs and yeah when we start to do those things and say well this this validates this entirely faith-based thing that I have so now it is categorically true because it yeah this happened it's that's a that's a tough place to be and has the potential to cause a lot of harm yeah or you know we see it often in it's like movie tropes when the quote villain um something goes wrong where oh we just got the technology to you know blow up the other side oh this is this is the divine this is god saying that i should do this right (laughs) well Um, i mean and you know like we see really wonderful people doing that too when you know um oh god there's there's just too many things going through my head that are that are making it difficult to piece an example together but yeah i with this zahir using this as a this is the reason we should continue to do what we're doing this is uh something saying that i that we are on the right path i think that anytime that's something that's going through our brain we should stop and really think about that I mean, because if Kai is being honest, which it doesn't feel like he is in this moment, it's the exact opposite. Me getting airbending has told me to turn away from the path I was living and to, to move forward with a new one. Mm-hmm. And so, and, I mean, it's, it's how we want to perceive things in those moments are typically going to be based off of what we want to do. And yep. that's how we see it, right? So, And I think that calling it God or the Holy Spirit or whatever that may be for you and your tradition. The universe. The universe, right? right? This is karma. This is whatever it is that is really just dangerous. And I I think that it just should give us pause and make us really consider, is this our beliefs that are driving this? And is it still okay that I want this? So what what is the intention there? And whose intention is it? Because if you're placing it outside of yourself, you're also removing the accountability and you're removing the responsibility for your own actions, mm-hmm. right? And so I just want to be very uh, cautious around language like this because um, it can lead to pretty traumatic rhetoric. Yeah. Um, a moment for me that just popped back into my head was Kaya's intentionality of making sure that Iki and Milo I love feel this included. Moment. Yeah. Um, why don't we get to go? Kaya very quickly on her feet. Well, if Airbender show up here, someone's going to need to teach them. And what an w- incredible way to make someone feel included and a part of what the group is doing by saying you have to stay here because I said so. Because that's which is so much of a better answer than because I said so. Right. Right. Um. And so in that moment, I really love that. I love that Kaya's intentional about making sure that they're they're feeling included in this process um, while still setting the boundary of, like, you're not going. Yeah. But we need you here. We need you to help out here. Um, Those maggots will bow before me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I just – I love it. And, you know – Right after that, this is where Bolin kind of guilt trips Mako. And this was a pretty intentional move on Bolin's part, too. And I'm not sure if it's something that I uh, affirm or not. But the this long story where he just, like, goes on and on about Grandma and then she dies. And Mako's like, okay. I guess I have to come now because if that were to happen, it would be the worst thing ever. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, that was an intentional move. Guilt and guilt tripping people, uh, is a move one can make. It is. And I, I think guilt is different than shame. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Um, definitely it's, it's, Hey, this is, this is something that could happen. I'm not saying you're a bad person because of it, but think about this. Oh, fine versus like if you don't do this you're bad yeah that's those are different things and so sometimes guilt can be a positive tool of learning and decision making and but it's how it's presented and i don't Mm -hmm. know if it's presented well in this moment Uh, right agreed feeling feeling (laughs) bad when you do something bad or when you do make a poor decision and feeling bad about that like 
I said that thing. I don't like that I said it. It hurt that person. I don't want to do it again. That's that's learning from guilt. Yeah. Like, well, so I also want to be. You're opening a door into guilt being a construction mm-hmm. that is made through how we learn and what we learn over the course of our lives. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me of things like when we call something a guilty pleasure, for instance, right? It's according who says it's why should you feel guilty, guilty around that? For that's it's, typically really a shame. Exactly. Pleasure. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where we have to be careful about guilt because guilt is socially constructed and just as shame is yeah. right. And some things are helpful and some things are not. And sometimes right. when you, when somebody says, Hey, I'm just really, I have a guilty pleasure for reading romance novels on the beach. I'm like, or you, just you have could a, just, you, just you could just feel, you could just feel a lot of pleasure yeah, you when you read, <laughs> right. Instead of beating yourself up when you enjoy something that you like. And so, anyway, I, I digress, but yeah. it just reminds, reminds me of that. What other moments, as we continue talking about this episode, we've covered a lot of it. We have. Is there anything else we want to touch on? We and have. then again, what's the, what's the takeaway we're leaving this with? Well, think on that while I present my last one, which yeah. is Cora, uh, during this airbending show. Yeah. Tosses Mako up in the air and this gives isn't this what we and gives this little chuckle and you know a little side look, eye, little look little, away little to side Asami. Eye with Asami. And I just like people who don't don't see the Korasami. I'm sitting here going like, this is what this looks like. <laughs> yeah, this flirting. This is flirting, and this is what this looks like at Mako's expense, which I don't love. I don't love that either. But I also am like. I love the U2. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just. This I, isn't quite common enemy intimacy. This isn't quite that, but it kind of is, right? It's not that. It's not bonding over hate, but it is bonding over, like, mutual enjoyment of, like, somewhat tormenting. It's a little, little bit of Schadenfreude. Right. Right. Yeah. I Anyway, I. I think that this is an intentional move, and I think it's. She's doing it intentionally because Asami's right behind her. And she gets to show off a little bit. Good or bad. Yeah. I, I think that's why we see it. She's very she's intentional about doing it. Yeah. And she may not have intended to do it going in, but once Asami was standing there, m- maybe that intention shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's my last like little little big little big moment. Um, but in terms of what we're walking away with, yeah, I, I think there's a few things that we can walk away with. One is when we are placing uh, the, the burden of intention on something else, i.e. when Zaheer says uh, this is divine intervention, right. or when Kai says airbending chose me, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to give me pause to be curious and really sit with that before I move forward whether it's me saying it or whether I hear someone else saying it, because in both instances, we know that Zaheer has a lot of things that we're like, I kind of like Zaheer's kind of right sometimes. But then we also know that he's kind of wrong a lot. Um, Yeah. And then we know that Kai's lying through his teeth. Um, And we don't know that he's lying through his teeth about that statement, but we see him pretty continuously lie until he gets broken out by that team avatar from, airbending jail in the earth queen's kingdom we're not there yet but you know spoiler alert um (laughs) we're not there yet but anyway i it gives me pause that's one of my takeaways what is there a takeaway that you're walking away with something you're taking with you i I really think you you know as we've talked about i i I continue to think about the white lotus and when we start with intention and what happens when we lose that over time because of complacency or because it's not revisited when we think about why we're doing what we're doing and, and the harm that can potentially cause and um, but ultimately, yeah, starting with the end in mind, a little destination postcard, right? Like know where you're going so that you know how to get there. Um, and that's, I, I think an important part of this, right? A little bit more planning. I think there might've been a lot of excitement. Oh, there's new airbenders everywhere. We got to go. And there's kind of planning, but there was, I don't, we don't see any discussion around, Hey, how should we approach this situation 
up until we see it continuously go wrong and then they they kind of have that discussion yeah and so that's what i would have liked was more on the front end of how should we approach this we've got to recognize that people might be in their 30s their 50s they might be eight parents might want this isn't the jedi temple some people might not want to give away their kids to go learn right like to get tattoos go get tattoos they'll have tattoos all over their body (laughs) oh yeah i would have loved that that would have been great for me tenzin but i don't know that you'd want arrows all over your body no but if those were the styles of tattoo that i thought looked good yeah Moral of the story is, I, I 100% agree. I think beginning with the end in mind is a crucial component of being intentional. And I, I, I really want to think about that. And like I think part of being intentional when you're tackling something that like this also is making sure that the people who are at stake have a say in what that intention is. Right. And that's what's missing from Tenzin, I think, and missing from this this group of people who are recruiting Mm -hmm. is they're not they're just recruiting, saying, hey, join us because rather than saying, hey, what would make you want to join? Right. Right. And really collecting some data around what is the stakeholder? What is the what does the stakeholder want? Right. Right. Yeah. All right. We'll be back after this quick break and we're going to do a little devotion and gratitude and some tween law. So we'll be back in just a moment. Such a good break. I loved it. It was a good break. Yeah. A little time for us to drink some water. Mm. Stay hydrated. Love water. All right. Pushes and pulls. What from this episode pushes you away and pulls you in? Yeah. Uh, First things first, I felt pushed away by the whole interaction with these coppers. That's what I was going to say. Specifically, the fact that Kai has been an orphan. His entire life mm-hmm. uh, ran away from a family and now they're going to throw him in jail mm-hmm. and he's what 12 11 12 right um and i have problems <laughs> like yeah. this is this is not okay yeah uh and i i think that like good on kai for being able to get to get away from a group of earthbenders like this and for so long but at the same time i'm just saying this this system is clearly broken if this is the way we're treating children right if we're not looking at the underlying reasonings as to why this is happening um at the same time i'm also not stoked with the way that cora comes out and immediately starts fighting as opposed to being like hey help me understand what's going on like yeah and part of that is i think cora is gullible yeah and like she believed kai and I love that she believed Kai. I think that's really beautiful and admirable. And <laughs> I don't think force should be our first response right. in, in any situation. And so I, I, but I think both of those things were just like, mm, I don't love that. Yeah. But this is the world that they live, they live in. in yep. Right. And frankly, <laughs> that is. Yeah, Cause I think my first question would be like, why do you want, why do you want Kai? Tell why, me, tell tell me, me more. more. Why yeah. do you want, why are you trying to search for a 12 year old? Yeah. No, I don't know if my immediate is if you want him, you've got to go through me. Like, I, maybe. <laughs> I also would be asking more questions about from Kai. Saying, right. Hey, why? Why, why, are, why they, are they looking for you? Yeah. You like if you're not worth anything. Why are they really, you know, bent on tracking you down? Yeah, exactly. Um, What what pulls you in? Yeah, there's a lot that pulls me in in this episode. I, I find that. There's just a lot of really 
cool things about seeing new airbenders and seeing how they are like in the world. But I, I think what pulls me in is seeing how strong Gazan and Mingwa are <laughs> and watching them do cool new bending things that we haven't seen before and really kind of expanding the, the bending verse. Uh, so I, I, there's a lot of things that pull me in. Yeah. The, mine is the intro of these three of, of these individuals of the red Lotus. Okay. Um, I, they're dangerous. They are, you know, fun to watch and fun to watch fight, but they're intriguing. And so seeing these villains show up and being like, I wonder how this is all going to play out. Um, is a very like nice hook for yeah. this season, especially cause we learned that they're going after the avatar this episode. Yeah. And they're good. Yeah. And they can, they can Z do Fire Lord stuff. Zuko or ex abdicated Fire Lord Zuko is that's also super exciting to see Fire Lord Zuko. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like it's the moniker of president. Like once you're president, you're always president. Yeah. Once maybe you're, Fire right? Lord, so, you're always Fire Lord. Yeah. Lord Zuko. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. But yeah, I'm, I'm loving that. Yeah. So you get excited, especially when you get you, you know, see Zuko amping them up like there's a reason. Yeah. That they were on secret islands and then we see like i'm gonna go stop them and it's like oh Zuko's okay getting let's after do it. it yeah yeah um, i want a dragon yeah so that's super neat so there are lots of cool things to pull us in nice all right well let's jump to devotion yeah 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 yeah. we yeah, are yeah. now looking at intention through air mm-hmm indeed yeah what you got i thought about cleaning my computer oh a little point air blast yeah exactly so compressed air and using that, when you when you focus a high volume of air in a, in a spot, you can clean things that are uh, like electronics, and you get that like cans of compressed air, or they build machines now where you can get it. Like anyway, um, but when you focus that air in a spot, it becomes an a tool that can be used to clean and cleanse and. Um, remove objects from your keyboard that are like sand and dirt and dust and grime. And when you have a tradition that has settled and you haven't touched it for a while and you haven't cleaned it and you haven't gotten underneath the keys, things start to malfunction. Right. Right. And I want to be like that compressed air that's like, I'm going to hyper focus where that air goes and I'm going to focus on those, those little things that are, could lead to to bad mm -hmm. and how do i do that in my own life mm -hmm. right and so how do i become and really and i and i think that's through intention right i'm gonna be intentional find that point that i want to focus on mm -hmm. so that i can be like this has been in the way yeah or, this has the potential to not go the way that i need to revamp and re re-ask my why for this mm -hmm. so i i guess it's um sitting and meditating on that or sitting and uh, reflecting on that or going on a walk and just asking myself that question, what needs my intention yeah. this week? And it's interesting you say that because mine's very similar. I, I was going to use the metaphor of a, of a sailboat, right? Harnessing wind in a very pointed way to love those nautical puns, love them. Um, and so how do we do that? And for me, it's I, you, we're in a period of time for me and work where we're doing a lot of staff trainings. And it's very easy to fall into the rut of this is information that you need and this is how we do things. But if we aren't in, if we aren't starting with that intention and starting with the why behind why we are doing those things. Yeah. Um, intention is a lighthouse. It lights the way when the way is dark. Love more nautical things. Um, and so I think that is how I want to really focus when we're leading these staff trainings over the next couple of weeks to really hone in on the why behind each of the items. So it's not just, Hey, we do this because we do it this way. It's, this is why we do it this way. Um, and really buying people in on that. So that's my focus. I love it. Yeah. And finally our gratitude. Finally. Gratitude. I've who been are, waiting for this. Who are we grateful for in this episode? Yes. 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 All of them. Sure. Maybe not all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful for Janora. I love that Janora welcomes Kai and says, I'd love to teach you airbending. Yeah. I think Janora is the bomb.com. I also think Janora being on this trip is really uh, 
a beautiful moment for her and being able to take leadership within the air nomad culture. And I think that just watching the, like, we don't get much of the, the reason why all we know is that she's going on this trip in this episode. And She's clearly in our favorite talented. rocket ship zooming through the sky. And she had all of her leadership from last season. And now I think this is her standing up for what she can do. And I, I, I just love that we just see more of Janora and it's the beginning. So I'm grateful for Janora. This is a really cool moment for her. She gets she's a lead in this, right? She's, she is. That's that's a really awesome thing. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Bolin. I just I love the way that he is optimistic through this process. I love that he's willing to try new things. Um, I love that he's willing to help. Right? How? What can be more important than helping the Avatar rebuild the Air Nation? Um, and the way that he approaches Kai yeah. and gives grace there, and I love that. Absolutely love that. You're here. All oh, right. I love it. Episode two in the books. Up yeah. next is going to be episode three, the Earth Queen. I don't like her. Well, we have a whole episode <laughs> to talk about it. We Next sure time. do. Once again, y'all, thank you so much for, for our listeners who are continuously tuning in to all of these episodes. If you can do us a big favor, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen. Um, and if you would like to support yep. more, Patreon is there where we do live episodes and have online discussions. Lots of other tiers, too, so, to consider. Yeah. b um, underscore pod for all of our other ways to contact us on all the social medias we even have blog now uh that's posting every couple of weeks so that's pretty neat yeah Uh, check it out um we hope to see you on one of those things soon absolutely like us love us do all the things i'm so anyway you can always check that out it's super great Um, oh you're you're, are you ready now you can go ahead i'm sunshine mayfield and i'm ben pruitt and this has been Ben and Not Breaking. Thank you for listening. <laughs>